Hey guys, Adu here. Uh, before we get into the Wonder Woman 84 review, I just wanted to make a couple notes that we didn't get to say while recording due to time constraints. Um, first of all, I want to say rest in peace to the mad villain MF Doom, one of the greatest underground rappers of all time, probably the greatest. Uh... There's, I mean, there's so much to say about MF Doom. He was the type of dude who, you know, sometimes he would have people, like, dress up as him. Like, it wouldn't be him, but it would be, like, people dressed up like him at his concerts. And they would be pretending to be him and, like, do his music and everything. He was that type of rapper. Like, he's your, he was your rapper's favorite rapper. He was that kind of rapper. And he was just immensely talented. And it, it, it sucks that we lost such such a fucking, such a dope talent like that, you know? Um, and also rest in peace to Brody Lee, a.k.a. Luke Harper, but to friends and family in real life known as John Huber. He was one of those wrestlers that was, that he was always one of my favorites because, you know, he was just always so underrated. Like, he was a big dude, but he was very agile for his size, you know. He was, he was like six foot something or whatever, but he was like doing dives and all types of shit and crazy talented and seeing a whole bunch of like people that knew him talk about how great of a dad he was and like how great of a person he was in real life and it's just sad to see people like that you know go so soon um so yeah sorry to sorry to start off kind of a somber uh but i just wanted to get the chance to uh say rest in peace to those two people now on to the review This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Welcome back, folks. This is a brand new episode of Words from Words. Words. I am JT, and on the other end of the call here is Adu. What's going on, Adu Manti? Yeah, what's good? It's a, it's a new year. This is the first episode of 2021. Yes, 2021, a year of, well, we'll see if it's shit or not, I guess, <laughs> in a few, I mean, in a judging, few months. Judging just from the first two weeks, uh, it ain't going to be that damn different. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, we'll have a different presidency. You know? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that'll that'll be different. We, we got control of Congress and states and Senate. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. No, House and Senate. Yep. So, let's hope for the best. Let's hope for some extra stimmies coming our way. You feel mm-hmm. me? Let's Couple hope. Of broke blurs, you know. Let's hope for no more crazy fucking Trump voters storming any more buildings. That and let's hope that that um there's enough herd immunity built uh in the world through these vaccines that I'm not taking personally, but maybe you know somehow some way it'll get to me virally. I don't know. What? Well, let's just hope that. I'm just saying. Let's just hope that there's that less coronavirus. I mean, 
think about it. I, I guess. I mean, uh, um, a, a vaccine is basically a viral agent. I mean, you just insert it into the bloodstream. Mm. Well, I mean, um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna be taking it first chance I get. Really, you 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 really want to take it? Yeah, but um, specifically the uh, uh the Moderna one. Yeah, not the Pfizer. Not the Pfizer one, the Moderna one. But, I mean, the way I see it, if they're giving it to like rich people and politicians first, there's a better chance of it being safe. Ah, right. <laughs> Very true, very true. And they've been doing they've been doing that first. I'm like, all right, if they're giving it to them first, then there's yeah, there's, there's a good chance it's safe. Mm. All right. Well, let's dive right into a movie where um touching was not a safety requirement. Oh, okay? oh yes, Wonder Woman 84. That's what we're gonna be talking about today. I got a lot of um I have I have some uh mixed feelings and comments about this movie. This movie, know. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come out the gate with it, folks. Um uh, this movie is my version of a dude's man of steel. Oh shit, really? You hate it that yeah. much? Oh man. I really do. I can't Me, wait to hear like ooh, ooh. as much as you like Man of Steel is kind of uh hate, hate, hate Man of Steel correction. Yeah, okay, like... whatever. All right. As much as you uh hate Man of Steel I feel as though uh, I that. I want to. I, I want to hear how you feel about it. I really do. That's okay. Now that I know that, ooh, I, I can't wait to hear how you feel about it. Yeah, uh, let's just go through it, like you know, yeah. act by act. Um, you know, we're. I mean, the first few minutes, not bad. You know, it takes place in uh, Themyscira. Yeah, it's uh, basically uh, a level of Fall Guys. Mm. Quite right. It's like American Ninja Warrior for some scary uh, Amazons, and um, Diana, of course, is like a little girl amongst actual grown Amazonian women, and she's—I mean, for the most part, she's giving them a run for their money. Like she's riding the fastest horse. She's taking the like the logical routes through these obstacle through this kind of obstacle course i'm you know she you can see she's kind of trying to prove her mother and her aunt proud or prove herself to be uh you know in a sense a wonder girl and uh i mean that part's cute and everything yeah but but completely unnecessary it definitely does feel necessary because it doesn't tie to the movie at all no, and, well, and, no, no. It, it ties to the movie. It basically tells the audience what the theme of the movie is going to be, but it's still unnecessary because you don't need to do that. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely felt that that whole scene was just unnecessary. And it's like I I I don't know what it is, but I don't. Every time they do a scene where like they go to like Kid Diana, I, I just I check out. I don't give a shit about Kid Diana. I really don't. I don't know I, why, but I, I really just don't care. I think I feel, they're trying to. Get, I feel I like they're the trying same to. Way like, about the the first movie when they did that too. I didn't feel as badly about it, but I definitely feel as though they're just, they're really just trying to like instill into a younger audience that the Wonder Woman can start out as a little girl and grow into something. So I think that 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 might be a motivation for these scenes. You know, trying to you know get to the kid audience, who again will in turn grow up 
to be their adult audience. So I think it's all about brand marketing and just trying to yeah. appeal to younger audience. But I feel like they try to appeal to a specific audience in this movie that is no longer alive, if that makes sense. Like not alive, but this movie is trying to appeal to those who thought Superman in 1970s was a thrilling movie. Okay, so like, you, you caught on to that too. Like this was very clearly like a a, 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 a Donner-esque movie. Exactly. Yeah. Those old Superman movies. Yeah, it was very blatant. Which I mean, I guess was on purpose, maybe because like you know, the movie was, takes place in the eighties. No, yeah, it was it was definitely on purpose. Like uh, yeah, it Patty was on purpose. Patty Jenkins even said that that's what she was going for. I definitely don't think it was the right idea. Mm-hmm. Like there is definitely a nostalgia factor in the eighties. So so many great pop culture moments in the eighties. Michael Jackson, Back to the Future, video games. It's just so many different pop culture things. But um, I feel as though this movie touched on the blander side of those pop culture moments. Um, And it definitely doesn't touch on the original two Superman movies. It touches more on the last two Superman movies from Richard Donner. Yeah, yeah, it does. Especially uh, Superman 4. Quest for Peace! Yeah. Is that what it was called? Probably the, the worst one. Yeah, Quest for Peace. Probably the worst one, too. Was that was that was the one with Richard Pryor? Or was nah, that, that was... Uh, Ri- Ri- that's Radioactive Man. Richard Pryor was Superman 3. Or was it Nuclear Man? I think it was Nuclear Man. Yeah. My he, gosh. He threw um, a bunch of uh, nuclear bombs at the sun and like, made a bad guy. Okay. It's, yeah. The, the bad guy himself is, is cheesy and like... Uh, what, what does he say? Like life is good, but it could be better. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah, you know, bad tan, basically weird selling hair. Dreams. He's basically a 1984 um top tier scammer. Yeah, he's at the top of the pyramid scheme, but the pyramid is crumbling underneath of him. He definitely he reminds me of someone. He reminds me of someone. Uh, I wouldn't say he him. reminds me of Trump. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say he definitely um, wanted a lot of power, but I wouldn't say that Trump was right. Mostly, mostly, mostly aesthetically. Like, obviously, as a person, he's very different. Like, for one, he loves his kid. So, you know. <clears throat> and he only has one. Yeah. So there are some differences, but I think mostly just aesthetically in the whole, you know, hey, the catchphrase. And honestly, even like the, I think, I think, um, you're fired. What are you talking about? Yes, he did. You're fired. Uh, in the that was 80s? Well, I guess. Oh well, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, um, uh, what's oh my god, uh, what's the actor's name? Mando, Jesus, actor Pedro name? Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Uh, he even did some mannerisms that I think he may have done on purpose, because even like some certain mannerisms, like he, like even the way Trump does that, like weird thumbs up. Like there was a point there where like he did that too. So I don't know if like he did that on purpose, like with you know the way he walked in his certain like, and shit like that so i don't know but it's possible I, but i also think although his character like the on for the kind of persona he gave around others was very campy it was the person behind closed doors that was the most interesting it was this guy who was whose business was falling he's divorced he doesn't have enough time for his son is it, that that part of the character which is a good chunk 
it's very much the compelling side. And he comes from a background where I guess he was an immigrant. His parents, uh, I guess, did they die or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But he ends up he ends up kind of going to these schools where he's you know one of the one and only few brown and black kids. You know, he's on campuses where he there's nothing but white kids who are successful, and that is the model he bases himself after. He even initially, when he in his younger days, has fully black or brown hair. You, we we clearly know that in the modern, or I guess modern for this movie, eighty in eighty four, he's dyed his hair blonde because that's what he that is exactly what society, for the longest time, said was successful. Someone who was blonde had a powerful suit and television charisma. That that is what was power in the eighties. And even before that, blonde, money, power suit. Exactly, exactly. And as a failing businessman, he saw that that was his his opportunity. That was the aesthetic that would probably get him where he needed to go. And I guess you could say in some regards he may be passing, but it definitely kind of gave gave me a little bit of white face. Yeah. Uh yeah yeah I was about to mention that too yeah he was kind of uh he is yeah he's white passing he is it's weird because it's like I knew because I he's Chilean I, yeah exactly he's Chilean but he's also like I I don't I just like I saw Max Lord in the trailers anyway as a white man despite the fact that I know he's being played by Pedro Pascal who isn't you know which is a testament to Pedro Pascal's acting ability yeah. the Viper's acting ability. Um, but I think Max Lord on the whole as a villain, I liked him. He's one of my favorite. I mean, whoa, <laughs> let me let me dial it back a little bit. He's uh one of my better liked DC universe villain, DC EU villains. I think he's he's uh, on the spectrum of DC EU villains. He's on the the better half, in my opinion. Mm, oh, you, I I sense that you disagree. I don't dis. I mean, I guess I can disagree. He's more on the forgettable side for me. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. Honestly, I, I and to, to be clear here, or to, to be very, uh, I just want to be clear. Why um, in the DCEU, they talk about, you know, um, Superman kind of being its first contact, this kind of, this first blip on the radar, so to speak. We've got fucking Wonder Woman zipping around Washington, D.C. It don't make Virginia no sense. It don't make fucking no sense. malls running and speeding in streets. I don't, I don't even want to call that running because that was fucking gliding on air. But fucking running in streets, grappling on the lightning midday. What the fuck? Like, the funny thing about that that part of the opening where the, the Wonder Woman saving people thing is like, I, f- I feel so weird about it because it's like, okay, first of all, Wonder Woman is saving people, which I liked. Honestly, that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie because it's just Wonder Woman saving people, which I think superhero movies need to have more of. Just scenes of superheroes being superheroes and saving people. So I like that aspect feel, of it. I, I feel like superhero movies now are more so focused on the big event that exactly from, that is like um, planet altering yeah. or planet, you know, threat, planet threatening. So they don't really, we don't really get to see like superheroes these days just like focusing on one or two people like saving the cat in a tree or whatever. So I guess that was kind of a breath of fresh air for DC 
for the sure. DC for sure. I mean, even Marvel, I think they really only do that with like Spidey. Yeah, but I mean, although he is just friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, yeah. what does I mean? Are are the Avengers like a government agency? Like, are they their own like, I guess private sector? Because I don't really see them doing superhero things. You know what I mean? Like they they do yeah. things on a grand scale, on a large scale, but not not small scale, and not like in the cities. So I think going forward, that might be maybe what. Do, Marvel's about. I mean, she is a public defender. Ha! She is. Ha! I get it. Yeah. Although, oh, well, pub. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a pun there. A pun Although there. I, I guess they were also kind of doing that with the Netflix shows as well, but those are you know nixed. So. Well, kind of, not sort of, really, you know. Oh well, yeah, because hey, your boy Daredevil's back, but yeah, this is this is a DC review, so we can't go too much into Marvel. But yeah, um, yeah, but yeah right, like, right. like 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 I was saying, man. Um, but at the same time, th- this was the what probably the most Donner esque scene in the movie, and also, like you said, Superman is supposed to be like the first oh superhero contact thing. She's not wearing a mask. A mall full of people can see her face. She's not like exactly under you know cover. She's got a job at a museum. She's beautiful like, in her costume and she's beautiful during her regular day life. Like, you, it's you not think, that hard to put two and two together. You think this tall, fucking statuesque Amazonian woman isn't going to stand out in DC? Come on now. <sighs> she just looks like another white girl in DC. And, and I just want to be clear here in the 80s, DC was Chocolate City in its Supremes. Why are there so many white people and so little? <laughs> Like it's so little Yo, black people in this movie. I think it, what, what was it? it was Natasha Rothwell, and that might have been it. Was that My it? Nigga. Oh, DC oh, not known Natasha, Natasha Rothwell, and that one homeless dude. That's all we got, <laughs> bro. What the, I'm like, is this is DC? Okay, if you say so. All right, DC. No, wasn't wasn't there another? Wasn't there a black guy? There's a black guy in the mall. Yeah, home- there. Who was looking at? Who was looking at um, the lady? Oh my god! The why one that you do- tweeted why- about. Yeah, why do they do that, brother? Like that? That it was staring hard, bro. <laughs> it was like uh, it was in the eighties. <laughs> god damn! <laughs> my man was. I was in the eighties. Staring, he didn't give a fuck. It in broad daylight, in public, and everything, just dead ass staring. Just damn, I want some of that. Like, God damn, man, you got to be at least Look, a little surprised with that shake, young Which, lady. by the way, by the way, that and brings up another point. Why is every other dude in this movie uh, one, step away, yeah, one step away from being a sexual predator? I mean, God mm-hmm. damn. Every what? single nigga in here was catcalling. Again, that Except was like the culture Steve of Trevor. the 80s, my man. Well, yeah, I guess. But like it was, it got a little. That ridiculous. was the culture of the eighties. It got a, like it, it became humorous. No, no, no. That was like all every single nigga. I mean, except, like, Steve yeah, Trevor. it's humorous to us, but that was that was legit how it was though, especially amongst white, uh, rich people. I mean, they were at a uh, what were they? Were that that party? That was a um, some a some donor some, party. Yeah, for I the think Smithsonian. So. I, th- I think so. I don't know if it was. A yeah, so there's yeah. a bunch of rich white dudes, young and old, will be ho- hollering at every young thing they see mm-hmm. because they know they have money, they know they have power, and they know they're trying to use that to get into some panties. And that's 
how Donald Trump got to where he is today. Went, as well as Bill Cosby. It wasn't even them though. It was just regular ass niggas on the street too. The niggas on the street in DC were wild even then, white or black. Oh, this is it was just it was funny to me, but yeah, man. So I, I just it, it's one of those moments where I feel mixed about it because like that scene, the mall scene, was both my favorite scene in the movie and also had me like, uh, uh come on, man. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I turned off the alarm, but yeah, it had me like that, and also I was like, but this doesn't really. It's it's the the whole reason. First of all, this is why they keep doing like prequel movies with Wonder Woman because for some reason, some dumb reason, they did this thing where oh, Wonder Woman was uh, MIA for like decades until like BVS for some reason. I don't know why they decided to do that. It was, I feel like it was a bad move. I probably and, made Rick Tom bad decision. Yeah, yeah, they really should just do a post Justice League Wonder Woman already. Uh, movie. You know, you know what makes sense though. What? Remember when? Like it would make so much sense. Remember when, like I think it was concept art, or maybe it was in a movie. I don't remember, but it was like Wonder Woman had like that black cloak around her or whatever. Like it was some promo art of her in a black cloak. I do. I don't recall black cloak. Like she had like some type of blue or black cloak that she would wear around that would cover her armor. Regardless, it would make so much sense that she wore that her arm, her regular armor. But she kind of wore that black cloak so no one could really get a, a good image or picture of her because she'd be hiding her face with the hood. And you're like when she had to fight, she could just remove it real quick and boom. But her out in the open is fucking like Peter Parker wearing taking his mask off in a fucking bar and expecting no one to know who he is. I still think that you remember that one scene in Spider-Man 2 when um he saved the train. And his mask was all fucked up. I feel like at least one person would have taken a picture of his face and sold it or something. But you know, fine. New, New York, York was fine. New York was New York that was, was like that, that though. That was a subway full of people, just like that was a mall full of. Now, granted, you know, the, the '80s less chance of someone having a camera just offhand. But I mean, come on, man. Someone would describe what she looks like or something. And by the way, why was there so much crime happening that day? Uh, she was she was she was stopping crime on the way to stop a crime. Ooh, don't know. <laughs> well, she was stopping some shoplifters, and like she saved a lady from falling, and I think she stopped a car from hitting someone. Like there was a lot of shit happening that day. Yeah, but, she it's like I don't know. It's a great day to be to have a superhero in the town. Yeah. Yeah. A superhero who doesn't wear a mask who's very visible. Uh, and, you know, moving on, we uh, we then meet up with the other villain of this movie, Cheetah. How'd you feel about Cheetah? Oh, yes. The villain of her CGI. It was... Uh, it was... Jellical um, cats. Jellical cats. Well, we didn't see any buttholes, so... Uh, I didn't really, I feel like they really took the really stereotypical approach to Cheetah with her being this kind of nerd who is kind of electro, unseen, unheard, venom, missed like venom. Well, Spider Man 3 Venom, he wasn't, he was a dick. 
Yeah, but he, he wasn't. Uns- he wasn't a nerd or. Unseen. He was Eric Foreman. He was basically a nerd. Same thing. Uh, that's not how Eddie Brock is written. Anyway, um, yeah, they really took this stereotypical approach to to Barbara Minerva, and literally the only thing that changed about her was that she could wear heels and her hair was fluffier. That is what made her visible. <laughs> yeah. Because uh oh by the way we forgot to talk uh they, they, they there's uh the, the main MacGuffin in this movie is a, a wish stone that it's uh, a grants, wishing stone, yeah. It grants you one wish, but it also takes something away from you. Or it's it's kind of like a, a monkey's paw where you it'll grant your wish, but there's a there's a a, a, a bad side to it. And of course, what does little Diana wish for? She wishes for her love, Steve. Steve who? Steve Trevor, who died in 1918. Who she knew for like two weeks. Apparently she just, she couldn't, she didn't get over him and she just never dated anyone else uh, for, for that entire time, man or woman, and just was hung up on that one nigga she knew for two weeks uh, in, in, the, in the 1910s. So yeah, uh, I don't know. That, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was her true desire. Which... <laughs> You want to talk about the Steve Trevor thing? Um, okay. So she wishes for Steve Trevor to to come back to life. And the way that this movie executes that wish is interesting. The man is essentially, he's essentially the finished product of someone controlling someone's mind while someone else is in the sunken place. Steve Trevor takes over some rank, some random dude's body and although he his face and his body the like the original body doesn't change Diana can tell it's Steve just from the stories that the guy is telling her and um I mean we as the audience we see Chris Pine as Steve Trevor and I, I guess we're seeing him that way through Diana's eyes but it's real weird Oh yeah, it's uh, it's it gets it gets kind of creepy because the man basically ceases to exist for the runtime of the movie, and Steve Trevor just yeah. kind of takes over his life and his body. No, no, none of none of his family is wondering where he is. No friends are wondering where he is, and there's his an job, his engineering job isn't wondering where he is. Yeah, and there's an implication that they may have had sex. So. There's a whole bunch of ethical no, they questions there. Did. Okay, well, yeah, that that that's just that's just straight up. Uh, that's that's yeah, rape. The ethics behind that's that. What that is weird. that that is that is not consensual at all. He he didn't consent no. to that. I I don't know why DC did this. I don't know. There's you the the stone can make walls out of nowhere and make nuclear bombs appear out of nowhere, but they can't bring a nigga back to life. He's got to take over someone's body. And it's not like that's what the drawback was because the drawback was that Diana was losing her powers. So again, I have to be like, what, what, why you do it like that? I don't know why they did that. It's such a weird decision. Like no one in the running room was like, hey guys, this seems kind of rapey. Maybe we shouldn't do this. Nope. As long as the other person can't fucking uh, talk for themselves, it's okay. He likes it. Yes. Just very, very odd. They shouldn't have even brought Steve Trevor back to begin with. But if they were going to do that, don't do it like that, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it was 
Really interesting choice, but it was still great to see Chris Pine back as Steve Trevor. Oh yeah, it he's was a very, probably uh, it was a very fish out of water story. Probably the most likable character in the movie. Yeah, and I just sent you uh, the pictures of what I was talking about. Um, Steve Trevor coming back. He's clearly he remembers taking the plane up, you know, right before the end of Wonder Woman. The, the first one mm-hmm. but he kind of doesn't remember anything after just waking up in this random person's body who looks nothing like him yeah even which by the way they, they don't even really like address it like they kind of do but they mostly don't like at no point like there's a certain point in the movie where diana has to make the decision to like give up having Steve and neither of them bring up the fact that he's taken over someone's life like that doesn't factor in the de- into the decision making at all right I just yeah that's, I'm just now thinking about that yeah like this like if Steve were to stay whoever that person was what would happen to their life to their family their friends their job like isn't what it was supposed to be like a noble hero that's not how a noble hero acts she, is, she should well, instantly be like, nah, we can't do this. You, you're taking over someone's life. You got to go, Steve. Like, what? The, well, why I, is it think, even a question? No, well, I think it's just because she's isolated herself from people since since 1918, you know? And I think that she she just wanted to be selfish because, and I get it. Sometimes hero, our heroes are flawed. Sometimes they, they have selfish needs and wants. She wanted Steve Trevor to stay, but she knew in order for the planet to heal, he needed to go. And, you know, she clearly doesn't, I mean, it's not thinking about the person himself whose body is being inhabited, but she's thinking about her once because she's given so much. She probably is several hundred or dozen lifetimes older than that one person. Mm. And, you know, to have lived what, some 80-something years, because I don't know if you noticed, she even... Uh, was with Etta Candy as she died. I'm I'm guessing they moved to Trevor Ranch. You know, like I'm guessing that's America. I don't know of any ranches in the UK, but I'm guessing she 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 just wanted him. She wanted him to stay. She had lived so long without the initial person. I guess she fell in love with after two fucking weeks. But um, she was being selfish. But like all heroes, she she knew what she was being and she chose the right path. She did eventually. <laughs> eventually, yeah. Yeah. And that's but, crazy though, that that what what dictates like someone coming back to life meaning you lose your powers? Like what Well, the the whole point of the stone was I guess you lose it, the thing what was it? You lose the most important thing to you it was a part of yourself yeah yeah that's what it was a part of yourself or something like that yeah i guess so because barbara lost her her i guess human side or human nature she started yeah, becoming her, a, a apex predator yeah they, they said like she was losing her like humanity which was like why she was yes. becoming like more of a dick and like you know like she kind of told off the the homeless dude that she was always nice to and shit almost killed curious, that other guy though, i'm curious though like like I'm so curious, why did she choose to be a cheetah though? Like I don't even think she chose to be a cheetah. I think the stone was like, just like what? You're a cheetah now. 
Because she said apex predator. She wasn't specific. She wore one thing, said one thing about some cheetah print heels, wore cheetah print heels. That means she wants to be a humanoid cheetah? <laughs> That's what uh, that means? I mean, this, I mean, the stone could have turned her into fucking Randy Orton or some shit for all we know. Literally, all she said was Apex Predator. And then I guess the stone just was like, hey, Cheetah, our maybe this, the stone. And I keep saying the stone because I feel like we're forgetting the Max. Okay, so Max Lord at a certain point in the film wishes to become the stone. So, like, the wish granting powers comes into him, which is another aspect of the movie I actually liked because I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before in a wish granting movie other than Jafar wishing to be a genie. I just realized that it just popped into my head. So, there was one other time we've seen something like that. But other than that, we've never seen someone like be like, I want to be the thing that wishes that grants the wishes. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. And not be tied down to the universe. Yeah. In a little tiny lamp. Yeah. So like Max Lord grants her wish, you know, he tells she tells him, uh, I want to be an apex predator or whatever. I don't know why she would even say that, but okay. And you know, I don't know, Cheetah, here you go. Left you know what's weird that that's a that's like a common like MacGuffin or a common term that the villain is this is this nerd or this weakling or whatever, and they always talking about and they always come from some type of scientific or biological background where they end up saying, I'm going to turn myself into an apex predator. It's always something about somebody wanting to be an apex predator. Like, damn, can you just be an evil villain? Why do you got to be top <laughs> of the food chain? And another thing, they kind of... Is it, did you notice how Cheetah technically wasn't Cheetah until like the last 20 minutes of the movie? Yes. She was just some for someone who's are very arguably Wonder Woman's most known villain. She ain't get that much love in this movie. I mean, she's basically a grunt for Max Lord at a certain point. And even uh, Diana herself, because Diana's barking orders to her, asking her to do all this research and all this. Like, yeah, I guess she goes from being the hero's flunky to being the villain's flunky, and then realizing that. Drilling being the villain's flunky comes with more benefits. Well, I mean, he's the one granting the wishes. And remember, Diana is trying to stop him. And if Diana stops him, that means her, the wish goes away and she goes back to being uh, regular uh, Barbara, which uh, even then didn't look that. I mean, Christian Wig still looks like Christian Wig. You know, Christian Wig is not like an ugly woman at all or anything like that. So I don't, it's just kind of fun. You remember that part where um, Christian Wig, like, or Barbara or whatever, she uh, she dropped some papers and then she's like, can I get some help? And then the Asian dude looks at her, laughs, and then just keeps walking. I was yeah. like, God, I think he stepped over her too. I'm like, damn, nigga, that was fucked up. Like, who does that? Like, what the fuck? Apparently businessmen in the office. Jesus Christ. At a Smithsonian Museum of all places. Oh, that was that was hilarious. But yeah, man. So you know that's why she uh, teamed up with Max. Lord. I mean, yeah, Max Lord. But you know, uh, one thing, one good thing I can say about this film is it looks very nice. You know, uh, it's it's very colorful. It's a very well. different color palette. Uh, yeah, a very different color palette as as compared to the first Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. or even some of Zack Snyder's own movies. It's a it's a much brighter color palette. But it, 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 there's no reason for it to be in the 80s. They didn't, like, give it an 80s soundtrack. 
the most eighties right? thing, the most eighties thing they did was like uh, that People little voting. montage. Yeah, that little montage with Steve Trevor. I mean, outside yeah. of that, eh, there was no reason for this to be in the eighties. You know, didn't even have any Michael Jackson playing. Nothing no, like nothing. No classic eighties tropes. Nothing. It That's is, why it falls know. on the the part. The second half of Superman movies, the worst half. Mm-hmm. So overall, overall, how did you feel about Cheetah as a villain? Overall, I felt she was underused, and I felt she was unnecessary in the film. And also, I think anybody, and I do mean anybody, could have played Cheetah. I don't think Kristen Wiig really brought anything unique to this character. She's a pretty generic kind of white woman in this movie and I mean nerdy at first and then she gains confidence but I really think anybody literally anybody could have done this and a little some better I I honestly didn't get much chemistry between um, Kristen Wiig and um, and Gal Gadot so really translated yeah I didn't get that much chemistry to be honest I mean well okay let let me take that back I, I actually felt a little more romantic chemistry between them more than anything. That yeah, that's it. that's what I was about to say, too. Because a lot of people was like, yo, was Barbara hitting on Diana in that one scene? And I was like, you know what? I kind of felt that, too. But yeah, um, so do you, do you watch SNL or are you a fan of Kristen Wiig at all? Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of Kristen Wiig. Yeah, so like Kristen Wiig was pretty much Kristen Wiig in this movie. As far yeah, as she was Barbara. No acting required. No acting yeah. required. She she was kind of playing playing the consummate Kristen Wiig character, and she did it well, uh, in my opinion. Um, it's just you know the thing is, and this We've is a major seen that before. Yeah, and this is a major issue with the movie overall. You could cut out the everything to do with Cheetah, and the movie wouldn't even really change that much. Very true. Very you really true. Could. I mean, you, you could cut out all that mm-hmm. with Cheetah. Literally, the only thing that really involved Barbara was what her dropping her papers, her um, her getting a, a cat called a couple of times. Being Max, one particular be, time, in, being Max Lord's flunky, huh? Being Max Lord's flunky. Yeah, that's really all she's good for. And you know, one call from Diana asking for some research. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess she served kind of as a as a as a leeway to Maxwell Lord getting the the stone. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, I that could like, be any character, for real, for real. And I feel like you're right, and I also feel like Maxwell Lord could have definitely have gotten that stone through other means. I feel like he probably was the one of the original buyers of that stone if how it hadn't been even, saved by Diana. How do you even know about the stone? That's also a thing. And in nineteen eighty four, why does he believe in a magic wishing stone? You know, there are some logic issues here. And I guess I know this is a movie that requires suspense of disbelief, but man, this movie this movie is a hot mess. I really think like this movie is a hot mess. It's 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 and, it's way too long. And it's definitely and it's way, it, to be honest with you, it's way more, I don't want to say way more, it's much more um, 
superior to the first Wonder Woman, given give or take away uh, the last act. It's much more inferior to that movie. Yeah, agreed. You do you know what the runtime on this movie was? I know it was over two hours and I think maybe fifteen minutes. Two hours and let me double check. I believe it was two hours and thirty four minutes, but I want to double check. Yeah, two hours. And two hours. 30, minutes. Yeah, two hours thirty five minutes. Seemed too long. Seemed but, way too long. But, and you yeah, go ahead. It just and just. Unfortunately, this movie started off great, at least we thought so, and then it dipped down to a rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, it did. It, it, that's kind of how I felt too when I was watching it. Like it's beneath Man of Steel. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. Man of Steel. Let's see. Oh no! Like honestly, I think. Between me personally, I I don't know. I'm trying to figure out if I like Birds of Prey more or not. Although I actually liked Birds of Prey, so you know that that changes it for me too. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna make your answer bias. Oh boy. Uh, that that whole, for example, well, okay, Cheetah. I guess they couldn't really have Wonder Woman in a fight scene with Max Lord, like fighting Max Lord or whatever, right? But hold on, though. So they had but to have her to fight Cheetah. The very first Wonder Woman movie she was fucking kicking regular dudes out of windows yeah but those regular dudes were like soldiers though right yeah so what's what's from stopping literally literally an act just a little physicality from wonder woman to maxwell lord do you want to see a fight scene between wonder woman and max lord an actual fight not 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 an actual fight scene but literally i mean that's a little more gory when I say it, but she literally all she has to do is break this man's arms and legs and that's it. You know, that's literally it immobilize him. You know what's so funny that you say that? You, you are you aware of uh what happened between Max Lord and Wonder Woman in the comic books? Uh so in the comic books, Wonder Woman actually snaps his neck. Similar to which is pretty funny that uh you said this is your man of steel, because that also happens in Man of Steel. So it's just it's funny that you said that. So, and a lot of people were, me personally, I like when my superheroes don't kill people because it's like, yeah, I feel like they probably shouldn't. You know, they're superheroes. They're supposed to be above oh, killing and stuff like okay, that. Okay, but then they're also continuing the cycle of violence. But go on. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, uh, so I did get kind of scared. <laughs> that? Just not entirely, I, I just, no, I mean... Superhero shouldn't kill, man. Let's be honest. If Batman killed Joker, there'd be so much better going on. Okay, well that that is that is different. Let's be clear. If Superman actually like killed Lex Luthor, despite what everyone would think about him, but this will be after the fact that the kryptonite and the, the robotic suits and everything. If Superman after that certain point killed Lex Luthor, like took him into space or locked him on another planet or something. His problems would be minimal because Lex Luthor is the one who just about finances all the tech that goes to Superman's other bad guys, besides Brainiac, who was his own tech in itself. But Lex Luthor is the one who fucking creates the Legion of Doom. 
If Superman did not allow him to live or send him or banish him to the Phantom Zone or something, his problems will be solved. Immobilizing the villain is the issue. Break their back. You don't, and, and actually, you're right. They don't have to kill the villains. But if you literally immobilize them by maybe cracking, breaking some vertebrae, making it so they can't walk or talk or, or something, not like cut their tongue out, but can't walk, they're paralyzed or something like that. Uh, I mean, the logic in that is, it reigns true. You can't deny that that doesn't make sense. It's, it's a little cruel i just it's, it's hard cruel? for me it's hard for when me to picture when the villain... superman crippling one of his enemies on purpose that just it just feels wrong yeah it feels wrong but it kind of what should happen literally crippling one person crippling one person could literally save hundreds of thousands if not millions of lives that not only joker would take uh in gotham but that lex luther would take in metropolis and probably around the world because lex luther is much more so a global villain than the Joker because Lex Luthor gets around and has finances. The Joker just likes to fuck around in Gotham City for some reason. I don't know why. Okay, but 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 there is no murder but. is illegal. So at the end of the I day, murder would is still, illegal. You're correct. would still have to probably go to trial. You can't. No, he, they'd have to serve. So they'd have to like do something. They no. They real, don't have to. That, that, that's literally they, they American just, politics. That's literally American on. government. That's they American can't just government. let them out here just be killing people. They'd have to be and held to, accountable. To be you're right. To but to be honest, I did kind of. I well, not to be honest, but that's why in the middle of my argument just now, I kind of said, and they don't even have to kill them. Just literally cripple them. Just cripple them. You think. You think if hmm, if Maxwell Lord right wasn't able to get into those black trucks before he did, Wonder Woman wouldn't have had a problem trying to track him down. I mean, although she was weakened at the time, if she could have thrown her, uh, her tiara at his kneecaps, bust them joints clean open, bro, the problems would have stopped there. I mean, literally, it wouldn't have even had to be a thing where she has to talk to the whole world. Through somehow through the through Big Brother Eye or whatever's in the sky in this movie, but literally all she had to do is convince Cheetah to take back her wish, and she would have to give back her wish, and that would be it. And they would have Maxwell Lord right there to do that between them, and the problem would have been solved. I'm just saying sometimes the simpler solution for superheroes, although it may not be super heroic and might not be super optimistic, but it would practically be immobilizing. But that's, you know, it's fun. again, it's it's funny that you say this because that's kind of the theme of the movie, isn't it? Not to take the easy way out, not to take the shortcut. Um, One of the themes of this movie. I mean, but to be honest, Maxwell Lord kind of, he kind of tricked people with their wishes. So they didn't really get to think deep about the wishes. Oh, he would. That was so dumb too. Like who even talks like that? Yes, but don't you, don't you wish you had that? I don't mean, you wish, wish you had I a cup do. of coffee? Like he really, like he was really trying to get him to say wish. Like, all right, come on, man. But yeah, I mean, but yeah, man. Like that's that's kind of one of the themes of this movie, though. Not to take the easy way out, not to take the shortcut. Okay, yeah. Let's just let people die so that we can take the longer path. That makes sense. Okay, that's not good either. 
I mean, that's literally what's happened in this country for the last few months. Dude, do you really want to go there with me right now? Oh yeah, that's that's actually a fair point. Yeah, I can't, okay. I can't even argue with that. Yeah, I can't argue with that at all. Oh righty then. I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> just, it just feels wrong seeing super like when when Wonder Woman snapped Max Lord's neck in the comic books. That was like a big like controversy with that too, because like what the fuck, Wonder Woman just snapped this nigga's neck like, like you know. Um, I'll probably even like text you the panel, but yeah, man. So, you know, people thought that might happen in the climax. I actually like another aspect about this movie I liked was that Wonder Woman was able to like talk him down and use her words to like change his mind. Versus, wow. you know, the 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 usual oh, uh, you know, end of the movie fight scene, beating people up, da, 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 whatever. She was able actually able to like talk down the main villain of the movie. I kinda I kinda like that, you know. I thought that was cool. That's pretty amazing. This man is probably still alive in the world. By the way, and we'll get more into that later. This this movie, mm, a lot of world things about it that doesn't that don't make sense. Like a lot, like okay, okay. So uh, that whole scene in the, when they go to, did they go to Bialia? They mentioned by which by oh you know, nice little uh, DC universe world building Queen Bee's home, Bialia, uh, or they went to Egypt or whatever. Um, that whole part didn't need to be in the movie, really. Um, but yeah, they they go there, and Max Lord he's got the wish powers at this point. And he, like, gets some, like, king or prince or whatever, someone in charge. Hey, you know, don't you want to give me your oil or something or wish to give me your, your oil? No, no, he He grants no, wish. Don't, don't, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, because the guy wishes for all the um, the intruders or people who aren't from his country to get out by any means necessary. Yeah. And he, said, and he grants that wish. And then in turn... He says, and in turn, I'll take your security and your oil. Boom. That's what it was. Exactly. And, you know, he, he he's leaving. And see, I love how every single time we talk about, like, a certain part of the movie, it even brings in another dumb part. Because how Diana and Steve even get there was dumb as hell. They steal a, a, a plane from, what was it? A, was it the, the, the museum? It was a... Um... Um, what is it? Uh, what do they call it? Um, I don't know. It was it's, ah, let's, it was a jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a jet. But it, it was an experimental. I think, I think jet. it was a museum, and and mm-hmm. it was fully fueled. You know, ready to fly. Okay, what? Number two, Steve Trevor is from the 1910s. That nigga should not know how to fly a plane in the 80s. That didn't make no damn sense at all. Uh, but you know he he was a pilot, so whatever he just knows how to fly the plane. Well, yeah, he'll he'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah within yeah, two whatever. seconds. Uh, number two. Okay, so the invisible jet, which you know when I first saw it, I was like, oh, bet that's you know that's cool. They were able to get the invisible jet in here. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, so wait a goddamn minute, you can turn shit invisible, and you've only done it one other time, and this second time just happens to work, and you just never do it ever again. What? Huh? Even the way they set Zeus. it up. Oh, you know, I was trying to figure out how my dad made the island invisible and now I know how to do it. Huh? 
You just bring it up out of nowhere. That's not something you just bring out of nowhere. You got to set that shit up. Like, huh? And I, 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 I'm not like, I don't, and also the fireworks part. So let me get this straight. Not only did Diana somehow forget it was close to the 4th of July, but I can't even blame her because let me get this straight. It's supposed to be uh, close to the 4th of July in Washington, D.C., but there's no 4th of July decorations up. There's no streamers, no flags, no banners in D.C. for the 4th of July, which, okay, that part might be a nitpick, but come on, man. It almost feels like you just wrote that part so that you could have excuse to have them flying in the middle of fireworks in slow motion. Oh, yeah, like if you're gonna so do that, so, like you know what I mean. Like it's the little things. You gotta, you gotta actually set things like that up. You know, yep. and even then, just to fast forward a little bit, at the end it's snowing. So let me get this straight. First, it's a couple days out from the Fourth of July. Why the fuck is it snowing at the end of the movie? With um, our guest cameo. What can oh no 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 not before that part before that part man was it yeah that was before are, you, that are part. we sure it didn't say anything about there being uh, like a few months later I I'm I'm fairly certain it did not I don't think it did I'm pretty sure somebody in continuity would recognize that she it can't it snow did, in July I really unless because wait 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 weren't there um weren't there um nuclear warheads in the uh in the second half, like, so the nuclear warheads cause the snow. Yeah, yeah, bro. No, I know you know that nuclear stop warheads. It. They, they, have, they magically that, disappeared. That, they didn't explode. They just disappeared. No, no, no. There is no magical disappearing. They just fell into. That's the what ocean. happened. No, no. Nah. They magically disappeared. They didn't just fall into the ocean. Damn it. Well, I don't have an idea. But back to the, the Egypt part. You see how we're pointing out so many dumb things in this movie. We keep getting distracted from what we were originally talking about. The the Egypt part, they, they somehow, oh, I guess it's pretty lucky they just drove past Max. And one was like, oh, shit, there he is. I guess there's only like one road in Egypt or wherever they are. Uh, all right. Sure. Fine. That scene was actually kind of cool. The, that whole sequence with the cars. I did think that was very well done. You know, I really do like when a superhero who's supposed to be strong seemingly struggles a little bit. Yeah. You know, it makes them more realistic. I you, you have to do that. You have to do that. Because it's like, well, then why should I care if you're ever in peril if I know you're just going to get out of it? Exactly. Which, um, is, which is the big problem with Superman. You never know how you strong know... and how powerful to make that man. Well, that's why you have to see that you get a good writer. That's good enough. You you can get around that by making the story about how much force should I use? Because I've got all this power, but you know, is it right for me to use this much? You know, that's 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 how you get around that. You gotta get a writer that's good enough to do that. That's why there have there's been good Superman stories before, but you know. Um, yeah, but also at the same time, we gotta realize that Superman sells in comic books, but Superman translating into the movies is is a little different and that is only because of how powerful he really is like his he is the most overpowered superhero you know next to dr manhattan that there is and it is extremely difficult to recognize when the character should let loose 
when the character should be a little weaker than he would be in the comic. That character is so hard to translate, even with a, a great writer. Like they had, you know, David S. Goyer is a great writer. Um, but even when he was written in the 70s, like that, him being what he was then made sense. But him being that today, it doesn't quite, it's not quite what the audience wants because he'd be overpowerful. He'd be overpowering. He'd be able to handle everything. He'd be kind of too neighborhood friendly, too family friendly. So it runs the border of, of alienating an audience that is a little more serious. Because to be honest, those who are clamoring for a Richard Donner like Superman today, those are people who were invested in those movies. But audiences today wouldn't quite pick up on that Superman. So it's really more so finding the perfect balance. And that balance was not found in this movie. That balance was a hot mess in <laughs> um, this movie. And I would really, really like um, for them to be in the present day and for the movie moving forward. The next movie, the, the third one on one movie, mm -hmm. to be a little more serious because this one was jokingly not serious at all and um, it, it has some sincere moments like uh it had sincere moments but it was never a moment that i took super seriously you know what i mean yeah you didn't you didn't take the the scene where uh with wonder woman talking down max lord seriously um you know she wasn't really talking to max lord she was talking to everyone oh in the world Another goddamn thing. How the fuck was she able? Okay, so there's so many things wrong with that scene, dog. So her touching the so many that's around him amplifies her voice. Everyone in the world knows how to speak English. Okay. How, what? Why? And again, like you just said, how does the lasso have that power now? Also, and, why is, and when did truth become a power? Because remember, she yeah. said that truth is a power. She said, "Oh, like my lasso, resources? my lasso can show people the truth." Nigga, what, man, man, man. All right, that's okay, a stretch. Diana, if you don't get that shit oh, out of here, God. you better. So, so what? So, okay, was every is every single civilian in the DCEU just like a selfish asshole? Because. I mean, you mean to tell me there's not one person who like wished I I wish my great great grandmother didn't have like cancer or something. It's like they truly, I, I, they only chose to show people wishing at their worst moments. I wish my brother had his legs back or some shit like that. Like, uh, hey, sorry man, I gotta unwish your legs away because the 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 pretty lady in the tiara told us that we have to be unselfish and undo our wishes, huh? Yeah. 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 It just, I don't know, man. And it's crazy because I still, I would still say I overall like this movie, but there's a lot of things wrong with it. There's a lot of things wrong with it. And unfortunately, I still stand by my verdict that this is my version of your Man of Steel. And it is despicable. I'm not talking about it anymore. It's really upsetting. All right, man. So what, what was your rating? I'm, I'm assuming a zero. 
No, no, I won't be that generous. There were some things, small things I liked. So I'll give it like uh, one and a half, maybe two. Really? Two? Are you sure this is your Man of Steel? Because I think I gave Man of Steel like a zero and a half. Yeah, I mean, this is the lowest score I've ever given a DC movie. So. <laughs> um, me, I think I'd have to give it maybe, 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 maybe a, a two and a half, closer to a three, somewhere around that range, two and a half to three, mm-hmm. two and a half to three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. It, 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 sound, it yeah, sounds like you don't like my score. I don't. I don't think you like my score very much, do you? Oh, um, a three. I feel is pretty generous. I didn't very say generous. three. I, I didn't say three. I did say two and a half, but you know, slightly closer to a three, but mostly two and a half. Yeah. No, this movie. Um, it's a dumpster fire of eighties ideas, and it didn't even. It didn't even capitalize on the eighties at all. At all. It just is. Just as a period. Like, I feel like if you're going to make your movie set in the 80s, the setting should also be its own character at this point. Yeah. I mean, like, the nukes thing, right? The 80s. Cold War, yeah. The thing thing I mentioned before about, like, how the world in this movie works. The U.S. Okay, so the president wished for more nukes. So Russia was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? The U.S. has more nukes now? Okay, bet. We're going to launch nukes on you. And the U.S. is like, well, what the fuck? We're going to launch our nukes. And everyone else is like, well, we're going to launch our nukes. How do you come back from that? Just because the nukes got wished away, Russia still fired on the U.S. That You can't just wish that away. So do they just go to war now? Why doesn't anyone? Why doesn't anyone in the DC universe ever go like, "Hey, remember that weird time in the '80s when like a whole bunch of wishes were being granted and like Russia launched nukes on the U.S.? That was weird, wasn't it? Like, huh? No one brings that up in in, in the future, ever. Nope, it's not a point of contention apparently. Okay, sure. Everything just went back to normal after Russia fired nukes on the U.S. Yeah, sure. There's like, yeah, hey, our, our bad dog. You know, we we you know we saw that you had more nukes and we felt away about it. So you know, hey, hey, man, you know, mistakes were made. You know, our bad. We thought your dick was big, so we wanted to make sure our dicks were big. Yeah. So we wanted to we wanted to have a a, a sword contest. I, I guess they just talked it out. You know. <laughs> oh, you know what? Fuck what I said. Two and a half. Fuck the three, yeah, two, two, two and a half, maybe even two. Yeah, honestly, there was so much hype behind this movie. There was so much hope behind this movie ushering out twenty twenty, and I definitely don't think it really helped any, so to speak. So yeah, no, that's unfortunate. Um, again, kind of disappointing DC movie. I kind of expected more from Patty Jenkins. With you know, I thought she she had she did had a really strong start with the first one. Mm-hmm. And this one is kind of a stumble. And I know the pandemic hit and things shifted around. But this movie was supposed to come out twice. Two or three times already before it came out on December 25th. So it was supposed to come out in 2019. It got shifted around a couple of times in 2020. And here we are. And it was a massive disappointment. Yeah. Apparently she uh, she did not write for the first one, but she did write this one. 
Patty Jenkins? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's not let her do that again, okay? <laughs> let's 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 find her better writers, okay? How about that Christina Hodson or whatever her name is, who's been writing so much stuff for DC? She wrote um Jesus. I think she wrote uh what is the movie? She wrote The Flash mm-hmm. and she wrote Bumblebee, that the movie that came out a couple years ago, which was a nice little film. So and I think she was at one point writing a Batgirl movie. And she wrote Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. So, I mean, I think in terms of writing for female characters, at least, Christina Hodson, which I believe is her name, um, she's shown that she's good at it. So I would, like, moving forward, like us to focus on her as a writer, at least for female characters. And please, a a post-Justice League Wonder Woman movie, please, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm so curious to see how Wonder Woman is in in March when we see her in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, that, that, that's 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 fine. I'm so hopeful that it's a great movie. Oh yeah, well, uh, probably probably like ten percent more ass shots and everything. That's that's gonna be. This okay. You're talking about a Michael Bay movie. This is not Michael Bay. What's but you know what? Is? I did have the thought the other day that Zack Snyder is basically Michael Bay without all the racist shit. Without? Without the racist shit. Yes. I mean... I mean, has Zack Snyder had fucking stereotypical Autobots in his movies? Well, no. No, I can't say. You're you're right. I I can't say he's done that. There aren't aren't a lot of close-ups on ass and boobs in Zack Snyder movies either. (laughs) Excuse me? Can you think? Can you give me one uh, neck outside of Sucker Punch? A whole ass. There's a whole bunch of sex scenes in Watchmen. Sex scenes, yes, with man and woman. Zack Snyder's move. I mean, uh, he was not. Michael, now he was now focusing on the man. Stop it. Michael Bay's movies are all about like literally young girls, boobs, bikinis, booties, and black stereotypes. That's a Michael Bay movie. I still haven't forgiven him for them damn coon bots. My God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Do you remember what their names were? Nope. <laughs> they had gold know. teeth and they couldn't read. Oh, my God. Just what? Ugh, I, ugh, I, I don't even want to. Yeah. And they're both played by white guys. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That, that was the most I'd ever been disappointed in Tom Kenny. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's our Wonder Woman eighty four review. Um, it, it was it was kind of a mess. It was uh, it, was, it, was, it was it was a whole mess. It wasn't kind of. It was a full on mess. Yeah. Um, I was slightly kinder to it than uh, JT here, but I think we both agreed that it was a bit of a disappointment. Yep, and hoping going into twenty twenty with what do we have coming out this year? Uh, as far as movies? Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh yeah, and the Suicide Squad. Is that is that all for DC? I believe so. <sighs> okay, well, we're going into twenty twenty. Oh well, there's uh, also the twenty twenty one a new Batwoman and uh, Superman and Lois. Uh, I don't even care about dumb CW DC shows. Get that out of here. They they've officially gone under. Like they they lost they lost Arrow. I'm pretty sure Flash maybe has one or two more seasons left in it. And I'm talking about what's currently filming as well as after. Um, 
They what? What else? They they canceled fucking Black Lightning yeah. for what reason? I don't know. Well, what there's always there's always Star Supergirl. Oh, yeah, they canceled Supergirl. Yeah. And I don't even. No, no, no. I consider Star Girl more of a of a HBO Max property because she has an HBO Max budget. She does not. Star Girl does not have a CW budget. Thank God. So you've basically given up on CWDC and you're focusing more more so on HBO, HBO Max, Max. DC at this point. Yes, because what do we got? We got a, a Catwoman show coming out, Green Lantern, with three or four Green Lanterns as protagonists throughout the show. We have a, a Gotham City PD, um, pre-Robert Pattinson's Batman, I guess within his first year of being Batman, whatever. And we've got Doom Patrol. We've got Titans. Which is what Doom Patrol and Titans are currently filming right now. So, I mean, yeah, I'm focusing more on HBO Max because it's better quality content. It's not all great. It's not all great, but it's definitely CW is below the standard of an HBO Max uh, DC show. And does, um, I'm kind of over it. Does the Batman come out this year? The Batman was supposed to, but it got pushed to next year. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it is basically as far as movies, just Zack Snyder's whatever and uh, the Suicide Squad. My God, you just you just can't be nice, can you? No. Listen, I listen. You like you you like Batman vs Superman a little more when it was the unrated unlimited not. version, right? Uh, well, <laughs> correction. I thought it was more coherent, but I, I, it's still not a good movie. I did. I, it was more coherent because stuff that got taken out, you know, it was put back in. And okay, now this makes sense, but it's still not a good movie. Hmm. All right. Well, I I like to give Zack Snyder the benefit of the doubt. And um, I don't know why. I, I I I really wish. And I don't think he will. He is. I really wish that he he watched uh, the original Justice League to kind of see what the pitfalls and problems were. To not, to just to avoid the problems, not to continue, not to look at it and be like, okay, this is what I can't do. Like for his whole movie, I just want him to finish his cut, look, know his cut, watch the Justice League, read through some fan complaints, and then be like, okay, so this is what I need to tighten up really quickly. I need to tighten up here because I see what they're talking about. This makes no sense, you know. And I think he'll we'll have a better movie on our hands for it. But if he's going into a cold with no prior information about what was released in that movie, uh, it definitely think, doesn't I make. I doubt he's even like watched it. Zack Snyder seems to be like the type of director who who'd probably be like, I don't, I don't even really want to watch that movie if it's not my vision. And that's what he said. That's what uh, he see, said. yeah, exactly. So I I don't think he's even looked at it. Yeah, well, that's I'm just saying that's what I hope. What happened? I know it might not be the case, but I just hope for the best possible movie that Zach can make. That's all. I mean, I never want a movie to be bad. I just think it's going to, but you know, that's you know. Right, right, right. right. Well, Ugh. that's the end of this review. Good God, um, where can people find you, dude? Twitter, IG. At a do underscore man, that is one A two D's one O underscore M A N. You can follow me at PSN at Admance. That is one A two D's M A N T. 
uh if you have any spare ps5s laying around hit me up in my twitter dms and i will gladly take it off your hands because you boys looking out for ps5 just saying you know if it's out there because you know it's rough out here you can't even find one i don't even know where ones are i seen one on amazon it was like 10 25 i'm like oh you had your fucking mind but you know just you know hey you know hit me up where can they find you Find me on Instagram at one handsome geek, all one word, spell how it sounds. Find me on Twitter at handsome geek. That's me. <laughs> follow me on PSN at mystery nine nine seven, and you can follow the show Words from Words, spelled spell how it sounds. sounds, on multiple streaming platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and what's the last one? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yep, that one. Oh, God. We pay for that, and we don't even know the name. <laughs> um, and you can probably find us on other streaming platforms. Just Google our names. Just type it in the search bar up top, words from Blurs. Hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Share the link. And that's all you got to do. Yep, and then, you yep, know, yep. Maybe, maybe tell them to subscribe as well. And that's the show. Hope you subscribe. Hope you follow us. That's it. Any final words to do? Not, uh, well, um, I hope Wonder Woman 3, you know, winds up being better because you know, it's already confirmed Patty Jenkins is back and all that. So, I just, you know, I just, I just hope. That I also think it'll up. be quite, it'll be a few years though, because I'm pretty sure she's more so focusing on her uh Star Wars Squadron movie right now. Oh, which yeah, is, yeah, I'm fine with, yeah, uh, for, I forgot she was doing that. Yes, yeah, as long as she has time to really filter out and focus on writing her or what the next script will be for that movie as opposed to just writing it fast i think we'll be okay i think the the more time she has away from it the better come back with fresh ideas maybe you know get someone to you know team up with you on on, on the right yeah yeah well that i think would be the best choice since she's be working on squadron rogue squadron probably best to have somebody she can go back and forth with who's writing the script it was well directed but you know it was just the story was kind of like what but yeah uh, that's oh. the show uh stay safe out there uh black are you mad yes wear a mask black lives matter and we're out bye